and welcome to the Mortal Kombat Minute, the podcast where we analyze, criticize, and memorialize the 1995 film Mortal Kombat one textual minute or minutes <laughs> at a time. I'm Phil Casper from philcasper.net. I'm Spanish from gamefixshow.com. And we are on the final minutes of the movie like we're we're cheating we're done we're done with the yeah we're, we're cheating a little bit, a little bit. We're, we're done with the actual film but now we've made it to the credits i think it's we very done, yeah i done. you know in, it took a little coaxing for me to understand what what your idea was but i i think it's actually very important just because i mean the movie the movie wouldn't have been done without these people so and we and we appreciate the movie that much that we have to uh, recognize the people that did it. I think I think it's you're right. You're absolutely right. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, we 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 aren't obviously going to <laughs> recognize every single. No, yeah, person, well, but, yeah, yeah. But I mean, there there are some in, there there are just some interesting like little quirks and things and that are in the credits themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that that we just noticed as we were going through it. Um, so I guess I guess let's just jump right into it because uh, yeah, la- right? well, last minute, what happened last minute? Man? Uh, the the end of the movie happened oh, last okay. minute. <laughs> so uh, Shao Kahn uh, was was yelling at them, and uh, you know, Raiden says, "I don't think so." You weak, pathetic fools! I have come for your souls. Um, who, uh, which, uh, by the way, uh, is, uh, actually the voice of Shao Kahn, Frank Welker, and we'll get to him. So there you go. Yes. <laughs> yes. We will get to him. He's, he's a little bit further down yes. because we, we start off when, uh, when we fly through that dragon's eye and that, and that puff of, um, of flame that comes out, yep. then it's when the screen goes to black and then we start the credits. Uh, and first thing we see is that it's directed by. Paul Anderson. Of course. Uh, I think Paul Anderson is just one of those directors that it, it, that you don't really see coming, right? Like, like you, you don't, you didn't, I think, I think a lot of people don't understand what he's been behind as far as directing goes and writing and writing, because there, there is a lot that he has done as far as writing as well. Uh, obviously we're, we're calling it, you know, we're, t- we're talking about it because he's from Mortal Kombat, <laughs> but Wow, the the movies that he's connected to are actually pretty pretty amazing, right? Yeah, well, they're uh, just to name a couple yeah, that I I personally like really enjoyed. Uh, he w- he also directed Resident Evil. Yep, I I actually very much enjoyed that movie. Uh, uh, it was Resident then, Evil Afterlife, Retribution, and the final chapter. And, right? And, yes, yeah. he he directed several Resident Evil movies, but also the the, the first Resident Evil as he, well. He also had was, a hand in had the strongest ri- connection to. He also had a hand in writing those. Oh, see, so I, I did just, not know that. I wanted to throw so, that out there. Yeah, I know, it's, which is crazy. You think about, you know, cuz like obviously I would imagine be, to become a director I think I think one step would be to be a writer first, right? Like I I don't know, I don't really know exactly how, but it kind of makes sense. So it would make sense mm-hmm. that if he was directing it, he would have something to do with the writing. That's what right. Yeah, yeah it, you're you are absolutely correct. And but then also uh, Death Race. He, yeah. he directed Death Race, which <laughs> just a ridiculous film, but like a great like a fantastic action movie. Right. Also. Uh, and not to mention Alien vs. Predator. So that's kind of I was like, wow, really? He had something to do with that. Yeah. Uh, he's actually w- was he was a writer for Alien vs. Predator. 
Oh, okay. Uh, so, but but it, it actually, no, I, I take that back. He he actually directed Alien vs Predator. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, I have like a bunch of things written down. I just wanted to like kind of like <laughs> sift through them. Yeah, he also directed uh, the Three Musketeers. If you're into that, uh, and if we the, the, the reboot, the right? reboot, the 2011 yeah. version. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then uh, if we want to go current. He is the uh, director and one of the writers uh, for the new Monster Hunter movie. So that's so he's still he's still working. It, this is this is, he he's he is not stopping, and I and, and I like that. Good, I'm glad. Good, good. Uh, so, well, speaking yeah. of writing, we'll segue <laughs> in here. The Mortal Kombat. Uh, we have our next credit coming up of that was written by uh, Kevin Droney. Yeah. Uh, you want me to start? Uh, yeah, you, 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 you kind of pause there. I just want to. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, he had a lot to do with the Highlander TV series. Uh, I, I think he was a producer for those. And oh, and, and he was a writer for those, uh, which I, I think he wrote a, a, a couple of episodes, like three episodes. I know. Like, I, I know probably some people are listening. Like, why are you saying that? Well, it's freaking Highlander. And of course, I wanted to at least point that out because that has something to do with one of the actors. <laughs> Uh, although he wasn't in the TV show, um, but yeah, Raiden. Yeah, he, he was in the movie. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I, yeah he. Uh, as far as writing, I mean, I think uh, one one of the top ones that I can uh, kind of go down. I would say it's probably Mortal Kombat is yeah. probably his top movie, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I think I think so. I haven't I haven't dug too deep into their past. Okay. Like I I'm just. I'm just kind of going off of my own nostalgia You're here fine. of what I can speak to. And unfortunately I haven't been too attached to any of Ke- uh, any other movies that Kevin Droney has worked on. Well, uh, you can, he is actually connected to Freddie Prince jr, which I don't know if you really even care about that. Uh, if you've ever seen wing commander, uh, the 1999 flick, uh, he, he was uh, the writer for that <laughs> uh, for the I, I, yeah, screenplay and the screen story that he's credited for. Yeah, the the only movie that I really that I really had uh, any connection with in 1999, I think, was uh, was The Matrix. That's when that came out. Yeah, of course. Right. So that kind of eclipsed any other movie. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to, like, just throw out the best. You know, I wanted to give a couple and then go from there. Sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, <laughs> no, but it, it, it's it's just interesting to look at, like, all the different movies that they've been a part of. But at the same time, some of these movies just make sense. Like, OK, he's a part of that one, but he's also part of this one. That makes sense. And I think I think you're going to see more and more of that as we go on. Right. Um, and so, for example, produ- we have our producer, first producer, mm-hmm. uh, La- uh, Lawrence Kazanoff. Kavan- <laughs> Can't speak now. Now this guy is connected to a whole bunch of flicks that I'm sure you've you've heard of. Uh, one being Mortal Kombat. I think we could obviously throw that out there. Uh, the other one is Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Of course, uh, I think that kind of makes sense, right? You did yeah, the one. You got to do the other. Uh, he's also executive producer for True Lies, which is an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Uh, if you've ever seen that, yeah. Oh, you've seen that. Okay, all right. Uh, Beowulf. Are you into Beowulf? Uh, not, not that Beowulf, although I think wasn't, wasn't Chris, uh, wasn't Christopher Lambert in, in Beowulf? Yes, you're right. Yeah. yeah no? So that, okay. that is definitely the connection. Uh, he, he, cause he, he played Beowulf. Yeah. Uh, okay. In that version, it wasn't, it, it wasn't the rock version. <laughs> 
or yeah or the or the animated well that's that's the rock version yeah. oh yeah, okay. yeah, right right, right. <laughs> of course um yeah but i mean he's he's also been connected to a couple of lego films um yeah i mean he he's he's been doing this for a while since and uh, he's listed from since 1987 uh to be working so um yeah, the older ones are kind of you know blue steel do we care about blue steel Mm. <laughs> no, not, really. not 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 really. But yeah, I mean, he was connected to another Arnold Schwarzenegger, but it was just the making of Terminator Two: Judgment Day, <laughs> so it wasn't <laughs> actually Terminator. But I guess there is sort of a connection there. Too, so. so so it was a it was a featurette. Yeah, I, which I would imagine because that happened shortly. Uh, True Lies happened shortly after, so I would imagine there was some kind of connection with Arnold. Okay, uh, to make that happen. Yeah, I'm assuming. I I'm assuming. I don't want to. I don't want to say that's fact. So, but <laughs> um, moving down the producer line, here we have our executive producer, uh, Bob Engelman. Engelman, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's very interesting. Um, there, there. He's produced a, a couple of flicks that uh, I think most of the people listening can probably at least say, "Oh yeah, oh awesome." Uh, uh one uh, one being uh, the mask with uh, yes. uh jim carrey obviously i mean that's that's one of my favorite and comedies Cameron Diaz, oh. who was supposed to be so the original sonia blade that's a good good movie. point good point uh which by the way not that it has anything to do with anything but that that was definitely the movie she looked the hottest in can i is that a thing can i even say that yeah sure why not? i mean you just did i just did you're right i just did <laughs> uh, also a couple other movies that he's connected to uh he's a producer of mystery men which i loved mystery men do you remember have you ever seen mystery men no oh my god I, there I is another movie that he that he's that he worked on yeah. that, that i kind of have a guilty pleasure for which is kazam oh god yeah <laughs> uh, not to be confused with the fake shazam movie starring sinbad but kazam starring shaq <laughs> shazam absolutely existed it's no, somewhere. it did it's not somewhere in the vault it absolutely I'm, did I'm not i've it. i've I'm... actually spoken to sinbad himself it did not happen Okay. <laughs> uh, fine. Uh, it's just some sort of it's some sort of mass amnesia that we're all. Uh, it is. It is. It's. Uh, it's. It, what's the Mandela effect, right? It's the. I, yeah. I, yeah, I guess so. Uh, and then there was this little movie that he's connected to called Blade. He was the producer hmm. for that. <laughs> Remember that movie? Oh yeah. That was and a, actually, that was a good one. like if if that now that makes so much more sense as to why a scene of of Mortal Kombat is in Blade. That's a great point. That's a great connection wow. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That awesome point. I didn't even think about that. So yes, thank you for saying that. Um, as well as Little Nicky, yeah, <laughs> which is an Adam Sandler play. <laughs> now I want to watch. Now I want to rewatch Little Nicky to see if there's any sort something of something in there, like yeah. connection in there. And this, and now I want to see what, like a Mystery Men too, because that that you need to see Mystery Men because that's all about like fighting and like superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. you, I think you and your wife would really dig it. I'm telling you, I'll, it's put, a good... I'll put that on my to watch list. Yeah, definitely. If, uh, it, the streaming services, but you can you can go uh, far back. He uh, he was a part of Revenge of the Nerds three. Oh, sure. wow. it, it needed it needed a producer. Sure, why not? Right. Um, and then uh, uh, Leatherface, uh, t- the Texas Chainsaw Massacre three. So a lot of threes. <laughs> Just interesting to uh, see how many connections these people are with. You know. Oh yeah, and uh, well, I, I get I, I'm running out of of movies that Bob Engelman has been a part of. No, I think those I think we've pretty much uh, okay. called out the the most important ones, or at least the you know, you know, connected with. Uh, there was actually another name uh, that was listed as far as executive producer, and that's Danny Danny Simon. 
Uh, although mm-hmm. it looks like he's only done Mortal Kombat. He, he really didn't do much as far as in the business. So I just hmm. want to at least throw okay. that out there. Well, I mean, yeah. he still gets his name in. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, and he, he and was also he, produced, or he was also 1996 producer of Mortal Kombat Defend, Defenders of the Realm, uh, which didn't do well. Yeah, that's the that's an animated series. Right. right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it was OK. okay. It's was cool. It's cool. <laughs> and then we we have our associate producer, mm-hmm. Allison Savage. Uh, and she's been connected to a lot of different uh, celebrities, movies, you name it. Um, definitely on the side of behind the camera. Yes. N- never really. Yeah, she she's also listed later on in the credits as the uh, as a visual effects supervisor. Mm-hmm. So she was the head of all the all the all the spe- like the special effects the the cgi and things yep. like that she oversaw all that like so reptiles um and like rep- reptilian form yeah that w- she was in charge of that and and animating uh the 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 serpent that comes out of scorpions are like all that oh that makes sense all yeah. that stuff yeah yeah um it, she's also as uh, visual effects with uh, annihilation as well so that i guess that mm-hmm. kind of makes sense you can do the one you do the other uh, but like her list actually kind of starts pretty amazing. Uh, the 1989 flick, The Abyss. Have you ever seen The Abyss? Oh yeah, that's a, it's been a while. That's an amazing movie. The and I think really what uh, the one thing that you can really say is when the like the water snake came out of the water. I would imagine she had really something to do with that. Um, th- that's one of the most amazing scenes in in cinematography. To me, at least. Uh, I mean, I can keep going. You, you want me to list these <laughs> movies? Like, these movies are crazy that she's a part of. Uh, sure. Arachnophobia with uh, Jeff Daniels, right? Um, um, you ever seen Arachnophobia? <laughs> That'll make your skin crawl. Uh, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. There you go. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, Last Action Hero. So there's another Arnold, you know, with, with Terminator. Um the shadow do you remember the shadow no that was one of those uh, yeah you have to kind of look that up but it it was it was good that was that was that was an interesting one uh beowulf the 99 beowulf so uh, so there's the other connection with uh um uh highlander i can't why why can't i think of his name raiden christopher thank you (laughs) i lost lost his name it just went uh i still know you did last summer Hey, you know okay. what? The, I mean, the, the, you say say what you want about yeah, these movies, lit, you know. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Dogma, which is a she was supervising uh, producer of the movie. Uh, like, I mean, I can still I can keep going. The Grudge oh Two, gosh. The Poseidon Adventure. Uh, recently, uh, Conan the Barbarian, uh, The Green Lantern. <laughs> Ooh, that's too bad. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, The Chronicles of Narnia, The Voyage of the Dawn Treater. So that's cool. Uh, yeah, you're into those. Oh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I was. I'm a big Jay and Silent Bob guy. I don't know. You know, any, anything. With, and that. Yeah. And that is all a part that Allison uh, Savage has been a part of. It's crazy, right? Like, what a wow, list! That's insane. What a list! Yeah, that's very impressive. Yeah. And on top of that, she was also. Um, I may have mis- mentioned in a couple of, in, in a few minutes prior, but she was also part of the laser disc commentary for the Mortal Kombat. <laughs> that laser disc in, thing. in combination with Lawrence Kasanoff. Okay. So yeah, so so they were the only two that did the commentary. That's the only commentary on this movie that I was able to find was on 
on a laser disc version of it. That's crazy. Wait, do, so do you have that laser disc? I, I think we've talked about this, but do you? Even I have I was able to acquire the audio somehow. Wow, I would I'd love <laughs> to some, know how <laughs> by, a, by by other by by a collector. Oh, okay. Oh, all right, all right. Fair and enough. the and the magic of the internet. Uh, well, that's the you can't beat that. Well. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's very, that's interesting. That's just weird. It's just weird. What the, the, like they've never put that on anything else. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, I think the reason why is because it would have been hard to transfer the audio to a full recording of the movie because, because it was on a laser disc, the laser, like when it, it's like a, it's like a vinyl record, except yeah. You know, it's a giant sure. compact CD for for video. So half of the movie was on one side of the laser disc mm. with the commentary, uh, and then you had to flip it over halfway through so to watch the other half of the movie with the other half of the commentary. Uh, technology, and, and there's like a thirty second like gap of audio in there, like when you're doing the flipping that causes the um, like just the the syncing to mess up for. Oh or one continuous version. Yeah, I don't have a lot of experience with laserdisc. I really don't. I, I know my my high school had a laserdisc player, but I don't remember even using it. <laughs> so, uh, there yeah. there are different there are different models. Like you yeah. can either take it out and flip it or I think they have like auto flipping ones as well. Oh. Yeah. So you don't have to both flip sides. It. Yeah. 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 I guess that but, makes sense. But anyway, we digress. Moving yeah. right along. <laughs> Our next credit, a Lawrence Kazanoff Threshold Entertainment production. Yeah, I, I, I want I want you to take me through this because I know you have a little more well, than I do. So so Lawrence Kazanoff is the is the producer Pearl, on, on the movie. Yep. And Threshold Entertainment is actually Lawrence Kazanoff's company. So that's that a connection sense. there. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Yeah. And uh-huh. that's why that's why and that's why we're seeing him work on a bunch of these different movies is because is through threshold entertainment who who helps with the the special effects and everything like that as well oh okay all right that's interesting very interesting um and then a paul anderson film where we're just reiterating yeah i think um, obviously it's a paul anderson film we get it but I, I guess to give him that credit that he deserves like you know as a director i think yeah he deserves that yeah and uh, and then moving moving right along, we get l- the first actor uh, in this list, Lyndon Ashby. Yes, which is interesting that Lyndon Ashby gets top billing on this. Was he the first to appear? No, he wasn't. It was actually he was not. It, it was it was actually Carrie uh, Tagawa, right? Yeah, he was Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa. Hiroyuki. Sorry, I missed that yeah. part of the thing. Um, yeah. Which he's se- he's second listed in the credits here. <laughs> Which and also like, Steve, Stephen Ho is as uh, Chan. He, yeah, he he was in it too first, but yeah, that's that's weird that he got it. But I guess it was he the biggest name at that point. I would always I was I was always under the impression. Well, no, because how movies work is the last mm. name or you get an and credit. That's the mm. biggest name. So Christopher Lambert was obviously the biggest mm, name. Yeah. So I guess I guess Lyndon would have been the second at that point. Yeah, I guess so. That's usually how it works. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's actually how it works. Uh, I, I know when we get to the actual because they were just doing the single names. Boom, boom, yeah, boom. Single names, yeah. when, when you get to the actual cast, uh, the first one listed is Christopher Lambert. That actually makes sense. So he would mm-hmm. he would be the biggest name at that point for sure. Uh, actually, I, I think he'd still be the biggest name. As far as 
<laughs> right? Everybody on that list. Yeah, yeah, he's still the biggest name. Well, actually, actually, I would say maybe uh, Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa. Oh, because of the new Mortal up. Kombat. Yeah, you. Probably, you uh, right. Well, not only not only Mortal Kombat, but he's also um, in the Amazon Prime series, Man in the High Castle. Oh, that's right. So yeah, that's you're, you're, at this thing. point, yeah. Uh, but at that point, yeah, Lambert was was the top billing. Oh sure. yeah, oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, so and then we we had Robin Chu, of course, Bridget Wilson coming through, uh, Talisa Veronica Soto, Vaughn, sorry, <laughs> Trevor Goddard, and uh, R.I.P. Yep, and of course, and Christopher Lambert. See, yeah, because it was all it's that and when you get that mm-hmm. and moniker, that means that you're the top billing. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, or featuring. You ever see that? You know, featuring. Yeah, that that's that's also oh, like a top. Okay. Billing. So, and it's so usually like a, some movie magic that I that oh, yeah. I never understand. Yeah, so if you have you ever you ever in a movie have you ever see and or uh, featuring or with anything like that, uh, it's usually the last uh, name that's the top billing. Oh, okay. So, but the, so fast forward when you get to the actual cast listing. So when you have all the cast listed, generally whoever it's featuring or with or whatever, and that's the first one, unless they go alphabetical, which a lot okay. of movies do that. But that's up to the okay. director. Yeah. <laughs> well, th- thanks for learning yeah, Spanish. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> um, so we have the let's see, moving moving down the the list of mm-hmm. credits. <laughs> we got director of photography, yeah. John R. Leonetti. Leonetti. I yeah. hope I'm I'm saying that. Yeah, right. I think you're right. I think you're right. He's he's actually attached to a lot of um, scary movies, you know, horror flicks, uh, Insidious oh. Two, The Conjuring, Annabelle. Uh, so th- there is a uh, creep factor <laughs> as far as he goes, um, but he's also, you know, he was the director of photography in Joe Dirt. So, you know, you got, you got one side of the film and the other. Um, but again, you know, every movie needs that uh, Detroit Rock City. Obviously, that there is a lot in these movies that I mean, the, the point behind a director of photography is to when you see something on screen uh, it, it's it's what it's the way it looks good. So so what they do is they they get that this person and he takes a picture of whatever the scene is and they find the best angle. That's when that's where they put the camera. That's how that works. Crazy, right? Hmm. There's a lot, yeah. obviously, but this all of that gets figured out before the actors even get there. Like that. Right. That's all pre-production stuff, uh, which oh, wow. is a very important role. Well, and then while we were talking about pre-production with the director of photography, I imagine the editor is more for post-production, who was Martin Hunter. Martin Hunter, yeah. He is actually um, interesting. Uh, I, his his first billing, uh, which is kind of crazy uh, if, as far as an editor goes, and I, I'll admit, I only really watched like the first 30 minutes of this flick, <laughs> if I ever watch it, uh, and it's Full Metal Jacket. Have you ever seen Full Metal Jacket? No, it's on my two watch. Okay, list. well, like, okay. So the first thirty minutes is really all you need of this movie. The, the, I mean, I and I know I'm someone's out there going to be like, "Are you kidding me? That movie's <laughs> awesome." I'm sorry for to me, in my opinion, uh, the first thirty minutes is really all you need. But it's really kind of a sad thirty minutes. <laughs> but it's a great thirty minutes. It's great thirty minutes of cinematography. Um, and of course, you know the the top billing of of that movie, um, uh, is um. Uh, Ar- Lee Emery. So like uh, you, you look him up. You'll know who I'm talking about. Okay. When I say that. Um, <laughs> he, he's, he's like the drill sergeant. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, the because the, la- the last half of the movie is just nothing but like war stuff. But if you're into that, that's fair. I get it. Uh, but it's a pretty amazing first movie to be a part of. Um, really, the, the next one that was kind of known would be Mortal Kombat. That was his next one. But, I mean, he had a few. He had a he had a lot of movies in between. But the one that you that really uh, after Full Stands Metal Jacket, yeah, would be Mortal Kombat, and then right after that would be The Arrival, Event Horizon. So he had a nice little run as, as it went. Okay. He's a part of Underworld, uh, The Chronicles of Riddick, of course, uh, with mm. Vin Diesel, and uh, yeah, I mean, like th- so. So there, there's a lot um, that uh, Martin Hunter is, is with, and the editor. Oh man, the editor is so important. People don't understand when it comes to a to a, a movie, an editor. Oh, it might be the, it might be more important than the director. I mean, you know, dare I say? Yeah. <laughs> but if you but if your if your editor sucks, it doesn't matter what you do as a director. In my opinion, right? Well, like I, I imagine, like the editor is kind of is is a director in a sense. They're the director after everything has already happened. Right, right. Like he'll get a list of everything that needs to go where it needs to go. Uh, but of course, you know, obviously the director has last say. So, but like if, you know, you the editor puts something in and misses something and then the director watches it and misses it too. We've seen plenty of movies that have stuff that they've missed or they've, you know, there's a hole or whatever it plot, is. Yeah, plot holes. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the worst. Yeah. So, which is why an editor is one of the most important uh, workers when it comes to a, uh, a film. Well, what about a, pro- a production designer? Uh, Spanish? I would, I would have to say that might be next <laughs> uh, because like, Jonathan Carlson, yeah, jo- oh, yeah, Jonathan Carlson. He is um, definitely, uh, he, he had a pretty good list uh, of movies that he was part of. I think really his first known one in our case would probably be mortal Kombat. Um that was, you know, he, his his career started in '91. It could have been a little bit before that, but he's also connected to Beowulf. <laughs> I, it's so funny, all these all these uh, <laughs> these people connected uh, with all these different movies. You know, um, yeah, Beowulf. Uh, let's see, what else is he a part of? Um, I wanted to say, like, really, um, oh, the Frankenstein miniseries that he was a part of. Uh, Twelve Days of Terror. Um, Yes, yeah, some good ones in here. Um, oh, he was a port part of twelve episodes of Lost. So that, see, but the, oh. see, that's very important to a show like that too, because you want to make sure that the set looks good. And you know, I mean, it's really that's what that's what it's about. Hmm. Outsiders, all right. Any, any well, the outsiders, yeah, outsiders. That's 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 a new yeah. one. He's part of Sneaky Pete. So yeah, yeah. So he's he, his career is still happening. It's still going. Okay. Uh, the co- next up is costume designer. Yes. Ha Win. Ha I or I I would say Ha Gaian. I I think it's pronounced Win. Okay. All right. You could you could yeah you could be right. It's it's um, it, it 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 yeah it's a weird spelling but I think if I remember correctly it's it's pronounced Win. Okay. At okay. Least that's when I've seen uh, elsewhere. Well, she has actually been an, uh, attached to a few. Uh, movies that I know is going to put a smile on your face as well as mine. Uh, I, I think the the biggest the biggest one that I, I see it's actually the third movie that's listed in 1991, Suburban Commando. Have you ever seen Suburban Commando with with Hulk no. Hogan? No. <laughs> yeah, that that that's the one. Uh, and then how about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three? Uh, 
That was oh, her. Yes. Yeah, of course, right? Uh, of she's course. she's also connected to RoboCop three, uh, The Mask, Mortal Kombat, Vampire in Brooklyn, uh, The Nutty Professor, Thinner, which is a crazy movie. Uh, that's a Stephen King flick, I believe. Hmm. Um, uh, Lethal Lethal Weapon four, Payback. I think that's with Mel Gibson, right? Payback. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Swordfish. Like her, her career is pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. All, all I know is that I need to get in contact with <laughs> with her yeah. because, like the the they're they're the one that that uh, added in uh, Shang Tsung's jacket, right? Yeah, I believe you're right. Yeah, yeah. That that clothes Shang Tsung in that wonderful jacket. Well, the, that glorious. The, I mean, yeah. Glorious. I mean, we we've we've talked to nauseam uh, at nauseam as far as this movie goes, as far as uh, what everyone's wearing and everything, but it kind of. But it, it's it's fair, you know what I mean? Because the movie was well, uh, it wasn't hugely funded, but for what they had, they really made um, they made the movie what it needed to be, at least in, in my opinion. Uh, a couple of the movies. They made the most of know, it. Oh, they definitely made the most of it. A couple other movies, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, um, mm. uh, Super 8. Uh, what's the, the her, her last one was in 2012. 2012 so she might she might be done with it uh bullet to the head have you ever seen that that was a weird no movie. No, no that was a weird movie um i've seen a lot of movies obviously <laughs> yeah, obviously spanish <laughs> um but it's something i love so uh but yeah yeah so um but yeah very cool very cool that you know, she's she's been a part of a lot of different ones so and, mm-hmm. and then coming up next we got music by george s clinton who speaking of someone that's uh connected to, to films uh, and it's, and it's, it's not the George Clinton as far as like the parliament. It's not it's not George, parliament George Clinton. It's a different George Clinton. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's very, very well connected with uh, many movies. His, I mean, his, his career started in 1970. I mean, it, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, uh, he is, um, I think, the, the biggest one, like the, from what I can even remember, because like 1970, I wasn't even alive then. Uh, so I'm sure there's people out there who'd be like, oh, what about this one and that one? But and then I haven't really kind of catch my ear. But uh, not until he, obviously Mortal Kombat is probably like the top one. And as far as what we like, um, right. Uh, Beverly Hills Ninja, um, the Trojan War. He was a part of Annihilation, Wild Things, which is a crazy movie. Uh, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, The Astronaut's Wife, 3000 Miles to Graceland. I, I mean, you have to understand that all these all these movies, uh, yeah, I mean, he didn't write all of the the music, but there needs to be someone that goes, okay, um, you know, this song is going to sound the best at, at this point. And that's a very important thing. Uh, as, as you know, when it comes to movies, music is very important. You know, if you, if you, if you have uh, Darth Vader uh, g- getting off of a, uh, um, a ship and you hear the dun 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 dun, dun you know, and it just sounds like crazy. As opposed to you know, you, you put in another song like uh, some love song. It's it sounds like it's a love scene. You know what I mean? Like it it changed it changed. Music can change a scene like that. Uh, so I'm just saying like how important it is um, to to be you know to as far as music goes. And he's he's definitely connected to a lot of movies. Yeah, and and thinking back on that, like throughout the entirety of the Mortal Kombat movie, like just the different themes of music and, and, and just, I guess in, in a word, like the soundscapes yeah. that yeah. happen throughout uh, setting the scene 
audibly for you as well as visually um like you got those you got those war drums that constantly happen oh. in the background when when shang sung you know appears or um you know like when when uh the dragon's wing was coming into yes. the bay you hear yep. those you yep. hear those those war drums coming through and you hear those same war drums happening as uh the shadow priests are walking down um in in the black tower uh you hear those um that that flute um that of uh that that signature of princess katana whenever yep. she's coming into frame see that th um, that's the most important thing it gives you the feeling of whoever the character is mm -hmm. uh, and it's it's very important it's very important i mean you see them all the time you see see like youtube videos of people kind of messing with music it changes. Yep. It changes the scene. It really does. It, it's actually pretty crazy. Uh, and I did want to point out Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay. He was a part oh, got to got to throw that one. In. <laughs> just just a little cherry on top of that one. Yeah. Mo moving down the <laughs> line here, we got we got casting by Fern Champion CSA yep. and Mark Palladini. Hope I'm hope I'm pronouncing that name correctly. Um. Yeah, I actually I don't have much on them. Um, it, it's weird because when, when it comes to casting, it, they're connected to so many different things. Casting directors oh, yeah. and stuff are connected to like commercials. They're connected to voiceover actors. They're connected to you know I mean there's just so, video games. You name it. So it's hard to like just like really talk about a casting director just because there's just so many things they could be connected to. And a lot of the times, a casting director doesn't even see the production. They really they don't even go. No, to like no, the they, they, they they're they're well, yeah, this do that. But as far as like the movie goes, they, oh. their job is to get the, the the right actors or the right whatever, and then that's it. So they're, like, they're it's basically very, it's the movie like HR. Yeah, person. it's it's very it's very pre production. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, yeah. Uh, what about the uh, unit production manager, who is also Bob Engelman? uh well i mean second England. yeah we, okay. we we we've pretty much talked about bob Engelman. so yeah <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um it's the same bobby woman uh, i'll tell you the, the next one that i have uh i have uh i have sharon boyle did you did you notice sharon boyle uh the music supervisor the music supervisor right um go into that uh the, the music supervisor is is close it, it's almost it's almost like an assistant to the director the music director um, okay. so w whether it is, you know, trying to get rights to a certain song or right or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Uh, but like she, she's actually connected to a lot of movies, uh, under siege point break little monsters. Remember little monsters? That was a great one. Um, no, do you know, you don't remember little monsters? I vaguely remember it. It, 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 like it was, I probably saw it on TV. Fred Savage, Howie Mandel, Daniel Stern. No. What a great movie that is. <laughs> That's a fun movie. Uh, that should be you should put that on your list by the way little uh, a wa list to rewatch for yes me, yeah oh yeah because that's right. long that's that fair. i don't even remember that's it. fair yeah no that's good you know the, they 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 live under the bed you know monsters under the bed you know yeah, it's, yeah, oh it's uh, fun. It's yeah, fun. slightly 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 okay <laughs> slightly that's, that's, yeah, okay. that's okay um terminal velocity she's connected to of course more combat mm -hmm. Uh, Mr. Holland's Opus which by the way probably one of the most musically driven movies ever created uh, and one of the best movie musics, you know, as far as any uh, movie goes. Uh, I, and she's also connected to I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. So which. Oh, wow. Yeah. So th there, there's a, a lot. 
uh, Universal so- Soldier, The Return. <laughs> so it wasn't the original, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, 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 unless you oh, got no. something on Sharon. Yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah. No, it's all good. Um, well, I mean, we can keep moving down um, I, in terms I, of. Yeah, I can tell you what I have next. Um, yeah. I actually have Tom Woodruff and uh, Alec Gillis. Okay. Uh, they yeah, are. the uh, the the Goro creature effects. Correct. Uh, which actually, I would love for for us to um uh, try to interview him, uh, uh Tom Woodruff Jr. Um, because okay. uh, I actually already uh, reached out, so hopefully he he reaches back. But uh, I mean he he's connected to Jumanji, Demolition Man, Death Becomes Her, Alien Three, Tremors leviathan i mean we're like like the 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 terminator um john q the santa claus 2 tremors of the the tv series Uh, yeah um yeah the other tremors the other tremors (laughs) um uh uh, electra uh i don't know that wasn't that great of a movie uh (laughs) don't tell him i said that um alien versus predator i mean the list goes on and on like this this guy is so well uh connected as far as uh creator and set designs you know, and and with obviously, you know, we we've talked about Goro uh, a mm-hmm. bunch of times, and you know, the Goro puppet because it it's a puppet uh, is was one of the most temperamental puppets almost ever in any movie. <laughs> and I think we've talked about that. Yes, um, but like, wow, because it actually came together pretty well as far as because like you know, in 1995, the 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 movie effects weren't as great as they are today. So, you know, you work with what you have and he, yeah, and at least well. CGI wise, you had to, right. you had to rely a lot on practical effects, yep. a lot on puppetry. And, and you know, and a lot of people, including myself actually prefer that. Oh, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I, I, I love the MCU. I love that. You know what I mean? But like when it comes to like, you know, like a homegrown type deal, I'm that's what I'd rather have. You know? The, the shadows like CGI shadows are never 100% quite right, yes. you know, than like actual light falling on to, you know, something that's physically there. Well said. Yeah, no, no, you're right. You're right. Um, and I actually, there, there was one that I, I wanted to end on, uh, probably one of my favorite movies, probably top, I'd say top 10, um, starship troopers. Hey, okay. Wow. Really <laughs> top 10 favorite movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Why is it, is it not for you or is it higher for you? It's not that it's one of my top 10, but it, it definitely is, um, is a movie I will never forget. The only good bug is a dead bug. I would do, (laughs) I would do a show on that movie in a second. (laughs) Doing my part. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and, and I, I did mention Alec Gillis. Uh, he, he was, Alec Gillis is is almost like his, uh, right-hand man. So a lot of the movies he's done, he, he has done. Uh, with exception to uh, Batman vs Superman, um, the Jurassic Park, The Fallen Kingdom, uh, which obviously that has a lot to do with animatronics and that, um, and then uh, Godzilla vs Kong, which we are waiting <laughs> for to come out. So that's pretty. That's yeah. pretty cool. As of yeah. this recording, yeah. yes, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but you could see like these guys are still working. Like there's there's no uh, and and um, you know Tom Woodruff is also connected to Alien vs Kong. So it's yeah, there there there's a lot that um, is still happening that they do. Death becomes her. Oh, I forgot that one. That's a great one. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, that would probably be up there for me. Anyway, go ahead. 
No, no, it's it's all good. I like see this. This is where we show our appreciation for the people that make this movie. Yeah, you know, we love this this movie, and just there's it it just it just goes to show the amount of connection, um, you know, the workers had on this on the set that you know they do on in any movie you've ever seen. It's almost almost impossible to watch a movie that somebody isn't connected. This this might be this like the uh, Kevin Bacon, the. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you did already mention Tremors. There you so. go. There you go. Oh, yeah. We've the, the the Kevin Bacon effect has already uh, reached us. That's, that's fair. Sure. That's a, that's actually a really good point. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, yeah. Go ahead. But yeah, I mean, uh, right after that though, there's a there's one special credit that comes through. It says a very special mm-hmm. thanks to Ed Boon and John Tobias. And if that doesn't put a smile on your face, then you're not alive. If you're not aware of who those people are, those are the original creators of Mortal Kombat. Um, I mean, if, if you know the characters very well, you can even uh, prove it by switching their last names backwards. Yeah. Uh, because Boone's last name backwards is Noob, and Tobias backwards is Cybot. So Noob Cybot is actually a character. Um, there you go. That that which is actually very cool when it when it comes to this. But uh, also, by the way, Ed Boon being the voice of Scorpion, who was played yeah, which by Chris Casamasa. Chris Casamasa. <laughs> there you go. Oh, we're coming full circle. Full circle. Here. This full is great. C- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, by the way, um, we're not really sure exactly when it's going to be released, but w- we have interviewed Chris already. And we're excited to put that interview out for everybody. You guys are going to love it. Wait till this comes out. We're, oh, yeah. we're thinking February. We're going to put that out. Yeah, at some February, point. I think. Okay. We're, because we are reaching the end of the movie, we, I mean, we still want to provide some yes. some content on this podcast, like, like just continuing on. Um, as you mentioned, like trying to get a hold of anyone that's been involved in the movie. Yeah. We're going to be doing some various interviews. Yeah. With people Um, connected to the movie. Yeah. But we can't necessarily guarantee a steady stream. So, I mean, who knows? Like, well, we're our goal for right now is moving it from, you know, a weekly podcast to a monthly podcast. Yes. At least Uh, for right now. And there is also an idea that uh, one of our listeners, Tim, actually suggested and we're we're milling over the idea at this point yeah uh, as far as maybe talking about the actual uh soundtrack uh to the movie yeah but, but yeah, we're, we're, we haven't we're gotten there yet so. a little bit yeah. over that and and stew and see what we can we can uh muster around that um, oh, cool. but the show must go on for right now because <laughs> i mean right after that we start going into we went from the 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 what is it? The, the appearing disappearing credits. I don't know if that has a special name. Now we're going to the rolling credits where we have like the cast listed and, um, and it starts off with top billing, Mm -hmm. Christopher Lambert, of course, Lambert, right. As in, as in Camembert, as in, as in French, as in French. Okay. As in French. Okay. Um, (laughs) as Lord Highlander for God's sake. Jeez. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. This is the first time you ever see, I, I believe um, Raiden spelled in the movie actually is, is in the text here. So do you notice, do you notice how Raiden is spelled Spanish? I didn't. What would, what, what did I miss? It's R a Y D E N. Why is it spelled like that? I'm glad you asked ah. because yes, there are two different spellings here. There. So, so in the movie it's R a Y D E N, but also if you, if you've, 
follow along uh, with with the Mortal Kombat games. Yeah. It's R A I D E N. Okay. Uh, in some games and in other games, it's not. So why is there this uh, this disconnect here? Well, uh, John Tobias actually confirmed this uh, on his on his official Twitter. Um, back w- back when they were uh, doing both the games and the movie, uh, Acclaim thought that Raiden would infringe on the Tecmo arcade uh, shooter game Raiden of the same name, R-A-I-D-E-N, Raiden. Okay. So for for the movie for some toy for some limited toys and things like that associated with the movie. Um, and then also the mortal Kombat one mortal Kombat two. And I think mortal Kombat three, uh, home console ports. They changed the name to Raiden with a Y instead of an I. Interesting. Um, if Nowadays, go, like the definitely not arcade like games yeah. have are Raiden with an I gotcha instead. Okay. Okay. Well also Raiden R a Y D E N. Uh, is Japanese origin for God Spirit, so that's obviously oh. where they coined the name for the character. At least that's uh, okay. the thing I can think of. Yeah, <laughs> mm. interesting. But I mean, I mean, but then we just have like I didn't notice going that down the, the, credits. the yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, something else you may not have noticed. I guess not. <laughs> um, when when we come up on uh, the the last in the casting list of uh, Gregory McKinney as Jax. Mm-hmm. There are two X's on Jax. Oh, yeah. No, I did see that. And I was just like, oh, maybe that was a typo. <laughs> I guess so. I'm wondering if it is just a typo yeah. because I'm like, why? Well, I, why I put two X's. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I'm sure and I'm just assuming this this I, I could be who knows. But um, I would imagine whoever put the cast or the credits together. Maybe that's mm-hmm. just what they thought it was spelled like. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just or maybe. Know. Maybe somebody just fell asleep with their with their finger on the X key. Just too many uh, X. They were typing it all out. Too many X. Um, but now, now we're as we're going into the rolling credits, like we we're 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 going to be moving a little bit faster, I think, because yeah. I I just could not research every single name on here. Uh, plus, some of these guys are just downright hard to to to, to learn find. more about. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I the the one the one name that I found, if if you don't mind, mm-hmm. mind, mind, mind yeah. do you mind? Uh, Go right ahead. Uh, Pat E. Johnson. Uh, yes. it, most people wouldn't be familiar with with the name, I'm sure. Uh, although you are very familiar with his work, he is a he's the stunt coordinator. Um, so, which is also, also obviously a very important role when it came to a movie like Mortal Kombat. Um, but he was the uh, martial arts cor- um, uh, choreographer for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze. Um, so, I mean, that that right there, uh, Karate Kid Part Three. I th- oh, he was the stunt coordinator for the first uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as well. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, and, and you know what? And why not throw a third Turtles in there, right? So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three, uh, mm-hmm. he was a part of. Um, Batman and Robin, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, Wild Wild West. Uh, so you have to understand that, like you know these these guys, uh, they might not be known in the public eye as like you know a celebrity, but man, if it wasn't for these people, these movies wouldn't be as iconic as they are. I mean. Mm-hmm. you know punisher war zone hell yeah <laughs> and, 
and then yeah. and then that that also ties closely with uh the 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 person listed right underneath uh patty johnson uh which is the assistant stunt coordinator yeah. barbara goldstone who is now uh barbara bernhardt uh bernhardt oh she got married okay uh, yeah so uh she also worked in batman and robin and teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 and 3 as well See, so that's, a yeah. lot a lot that that's kind of a theme here a lot yeah. of these stunt people are traveling between these different it's the same movies. it's actually it's funny it's like the same with like a stunt coordinator or stunt people and and like editors and stuff like that you know and producers they're mm-hmm. kind they kind of all move together it seems like it, well yeah. i mean it kind of makes sense because it's like these are the movies are all like just project based so yeah. when they're all done like it's it's done it's over your <laughs> job's over you need to go work on the next thing yeah, yeah. um yeah what's your what's your you, next name what do you got uh the next name that i have written down here is uh is underneath the stunt players that are listed in alphabetical order oh yeah yeah that's um, all you go for it <laughs> uh well i only really have one because okay. that's the only one that i could find Fair information on is uh gerald o- uh okamura there we okamura? go okay. uh Ger- gerald okamura yes he's he's the uh he's that he's that bald uh warrior near the end of the movie uh, uh when Liu kang is going through his uh test of endurance and he has those uh those two like f- curved fist blades that that he tries to swipe over yeah. Liu kang's head um but uh but yeah so he actually he's actually really um, involved in the, in the acting and martial arts world in terms of uh, just like kind of being almost a liaison between the fans and Hollywood in a way he puts on a yearly uh, dragon fest convention. Sweet. uh, To, to give an opportunity for the fans to come meet Hollywood celebrities and martial artists where they sign, you know, autographs, take pictures and things like that. Awesome. And so, and he's also really big in, uh, he, he really likes weapons. Um, obviously, uh, his, his favorite is the, um, is the, is, are those dual, uh, curved blades that can kind of hook together. Um, I can't remember the, the name is escaping. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd have to see uh, it. (laughs) Yeah. That's that. That's all I really, that's all I could really find from the stunt, from those stunt player lists. Well, he's, I know he's, so he's connected with a lot of different movies as far, cause I've seen him in a, in a bunch of different movies as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah. The, the, the other thing that jumps, that just jumped out at me for some reason were, were the singers at the techno club. Like I, the, you know, I did, I did a little research, but they don't really have anything else. They've never really done anything. Else, no, so. but, but, all, but also I just, I, I just find it funny that they're at a techno club because that <laughs> like, you know, it's where Sonya blade was to yeah. trying to track down Kano. And that wasn't that, I don't know what the definition of techno music was back then, I guess, but that whatever we were listening to during that time was definitely not techno. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was almost more like heavy metal, um, mm-hmm. it, which, which is, I don't even think it was that. Either, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're, so I guess we're, 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 we're keeping on moving down to like, kind of like the camera operations and uh, portion of, of the, of the credits here Go for it. with starting off with uh, the script supervisor, uh d cantu at least that's the name that i okay. that i noticed um just mostly because i'm wondering what a script script supervisor <laughs> does yeah <laughs> and and that it's it, it is pretty interesting because basically what a script supervisor does is it makes sure that the continuity that's happening during filming in the movie like like you know like making sure wardrobe is is uh is continuous and the props are yeah, in the right place absolutely. for the different shots 
you know, no jump cuts. We don't need jump cuts. No jump, no yeah. jump cuts. That's yeah, bad. there were a couple that were missed there. But anyway, <laughs> no, <laughs> but anyway, no one needs he, to know. <laughs> he's making like the the script supervisor make sure it all goes according to yeah. the script, like what the script calls for. So like lighting and like uh, like another thing was a big thing during the um, during the 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 final scenes with Liu Kang and the uh, Liu Kang's fight with Shang Tsung. Yeah, it's making sure the fog. The amount of fog. Oh, in that your room. fog. Oh, that's your that fog, man. You oh, might yeah. be, you might be the, the that fog person's biggest fan. I, I will <laughs> I will throw that out there. <laughs> oh, I've, I'm I I, I, I comb through the credits to see if I can narrow down who that guy was. Mm. We'll see. We'll see we'll, if we'll what happens. It. We'll have to find but it. But during so but during this time actually with uh when when D Cantu's uh, name comes up, did you notice? Did you notice a symbol? No somewhere on that screen no there's a question mark in a circle what's that mean during the credits it means that there's a question mark in the circle oh what does that Remember, mean though? so so that this is kind of a i think so this is actually a hint of an easter egg i believe because remember i can't remember the exact minute but remember during the end of the reptile fight when right. we saw those circles with symbols in them on the wall. Right. So this, I think, is the beginning of another code what? here. What? Yeah. I, th- I, th- I'm t- I have a, I have a, uh, I have a uh, uh, theory that it's a separate code. And uh, more on that as we as we go down the the okay. credits here. Okay. okay. Uh, let, let, let me point out. Let me point out a couple of guys that that I that I yeah. wanted to talk about. Uh, I did. I, we kind of talked about at the beginning. Uh, Frank Welker. I did. I did mention Frank Welker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and why would I mention him? Uh, well, he's he's very um, connected as far as voiceover acting. Um, the guy is. There's so many different movies and uh, things that he's connected to. It's actually pretty amazing. Um, I mean, he Transformers. He was definitely connected with all the tra- Transformer. He's even connected uh, uh, with with Blizzard Entertainment. So he he is a voice, um, yeah. In StarCraft Two, uh, he's also um, uh, he was connected to the original Ninja Turtles uh, show, I believe, or was it the no? It was the 2012 show. Sorry, excuse me. Um, uh, World of Warcraft. I think that you know that that goes with Blizzard as well. Uh, Futurama. Uh, th- th- this guy has so many different roles that he's played, and that was that. That's only like three years, and his <laughs> yeah, and his career goes all the way back uh, to uh, ni- to 1969. <laughs> <laughs> so like he he's definitely uh, been around as far as uh, all these different things that he's a part of. But like he's uh, he was he in, in okay so so why are we talking about Immortal Kombat? He is the voice of Reptile, which did he didn't even say much. Well, I, I, he, they well, say I he was, and I'm trying to like figure out where that came from. Hmm. What was it? The voice of Reptile? Uh, that's like, a, that's a, he, he's really credited. He's credited for it. Uh, he's also the voice of Shao Kahn, uh, which mm-hmm. we which uh, we only heard his voice at the very end. Obviously, you know, you weak, pathetic fools. I have come for your soul. <laughs> but we're sure we're sure that the voice, quote unquote, the voice of reptile isn't being confused with the announcement of reptile. Reptile. Reptile makes her. Uh, you know what? You, you, you might be right. You might be right. That's what I'm wondering. That's yeah. what I'm wondering. Um, but also something I, in, in my research with uh, over Frank Welker was that he also did the roaring of Goro. Like uh. he didn't. 
he didn't do the the voice of goro uh but he did the roar okay the and the voice actually was done by kevin michael richardson who is also Mm -hmm. uh very well connected as far as voiceover um Mm -hmm. uh, i mean samurai jack star uh, star trek uh robot chicken uh the trolls he's really connected with the new trolls movies and all that um <laughs> i mean you know people are into it you know whatever you want hey, yeah. Guardian, it works work guardians of you the know. galaxy uh so i mean it, even uh dc superhero girls if you if you know, if you know. Mm-hmm. uh but it, you know it, every every role needs a voice so yeah. I, you know it doesn't matter he's working oh, he's working well, i get it <laughs> t- tying it back to mortal Kombat, though kevin richardson to to my understanding also voiced ermac and cabal Correct. in uh, the animated uh series yep. defenders of the realm for mortal Kombat. Uh, i mean oh rick, um, rick and morty actually <laughs> actually real quick yeah. uh we we went we went uh down the credits uh to the sound section we we skipped over a few things of the special effects Go ahead. crew that i wanted to that i wanted to to dive into real quick um so so the we mentioned we mentioned the fog guy yeah we have the special effects team that 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 consists of uh paula uh uh chemo i want to say barry uh bolick joseph shannon chris nelson eric uh Kazeda, there I, we go. I love when you and Ronald <laughs> Grundon. <laughs> okay, I am willing to bet that one of these people or multiple of these people is actually Jerry the Fog Machine guy. Oh, look at you! You're narrowing down. In the I like of it. Movie. So I like it. I, that's who I think these guys are. <laughs> okay, I'm very, I'm very excited. So thank you so much for the wonderful Fog. You did your job beautifully. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna try to get. A, then, I'm gonna try to get a uh, like a cameo from him for for you or some for your birthday or something. <laughs> and then one 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 little side note on here too is is there under the mechanical special effects coordinator, uh, you have you have a company class A special effects, but then you also have a gentleman by the name of uh, Ron Trost. Okay. And this may not catch any bells with anyone listening, but. When, and immediately when I saw that last name trust that that struck a chord with me because I'm like I've seen that name before and lo and behold he is he is uh the father of of three children one of which is that by the name of Jason trust who who d- directs and does uh the film that is for me an instant cold classic um the fp if you haven't ever heard or seen hmm. that film it's it's hilarious okay. um so i just wanted to give that a short little shout out cool. the <laughs> the premise is um rival gangs um <laughs> fight over a neighborhood uh and settle their disputes by competitive uh game dance fighting hmm. okay. so yeah okay I'm just gonna leave that there. I, I like I like dance fighting. It's like a it's like a Tekken thing. I'm I'm into that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is a totally like, different fighting game. <laughs> imagine like Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah, but dueling. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, well, uh, have you ever, you've played Tekken, right? What I'm talking about the the fighter yeah. Eddie Gordo. Eddie Gordo. He does he does the um the break dance fighting. So it's pretty much like. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was um, a little bit more of a of a soul caliber guy. Myself. Fair enough. Hey, that's cool too. But, yeah, right on. I don't think there's any dance fighters in soul caliber though. So 
Oh, and uh, so as we're as we're going down these uh, credits, we do see more symbols here. We 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 skipped by. So we already saw the the question mark. Okay. By this point in the credits, we've already seen another one of Goro. Okay. And then coming on down further, there's a circle with a with with the with the number sign, the hashtag, using the common lingo here today. Uh, number four, and and the number four is in a circle by this point. Okay. So so now we have we have three symbols for this code. Do you, um, do you know what it means? But yeah, no. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I'm. Don't I'm know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Then we're going down to visual effects here. Um, the visual I... effects section, where once again we have Allison Savage uh, listed again uh, as the visual effects supervisor. Yeah. Um, the digital matte paintings and conceptual. Um, artist uh michael lloyd i think maybe he was the one that that might uh have had input on those beautiful but short-lived uh landscapes that we saw yeah of um you know like when they were when they were initially coming into uh shang sung's island and we saw those uh the mountainsides of the war and sculptures of the warriors and things like that Maybe that's. I think. I think uh, Michael Lloyd may have had a a, a part in that. Interesting. Um, uh, something something that also uh, caught my eye was the the animator uh, for the CG ghost ship. Oh, okay. Lanyard. Cool. Cool. Um, so yeah, they 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 don't call it you know Shang Sung like Shang Sung ship or the Dragon's Wing. It's just the CG ghost ship. Interesting. Um, another little uh, tidbit uh, or Easter egg or just something to notice is that they credited Goro with playing himself. <laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, why not? I mean, technically, technically, he. I mean, he's a robot, right? In this case, or yeah. a puppet. Uh, th- th- that isn't anybody. I mean, they still they still listed the puppeteers. There were yeah. three puppeteers. So the, it was uh, David uh, Kinlan. Evan uh, Brainerd and Bud McGrew mm. that were the puppeteers. Okay, but I just thought I thought that was funny that they had Goro playing himself. It's, it's pretty hilarious. I like it. I like it. Um, what you, anything see. left? Because that that's all I have. I'm I'm not going to lie to you. That I mean, we we've been talking for an hour here, but that's about all. Fair I enough. Have. Oh God. Yeah. Um. No. Uh. So actually, going on down to the sound area, um, we have. The speaking of sound music, yeah. so we we've been hearing songs all throughout uh, this uh, the credits here. The first one was uh, Techno Syndrome, uh, yep, obviously. The next one was uh, oh gosh, I had it written down here. Oh, where are my notes? I've lost my notes. Okay, uh, Goodbye by Gravity Kills. Oh yeah, Gravity Kills, absolutely. Yes. Love me. Some uh, which I mean, during that during this time, like it, he, it almost drops like an f bomb in the middle of the credits. But I think they 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 censor it out. Like they yeah. do that cut splice so you don't actually hear it. But um, anyway, the then the next song that's right after that is Goro versus Art from from the score, um, and it's featuring Buckethead, and Buckethead <laughs> is in the is in is in the credits. I'm like Buckethead, who's Buckethead? I know who Buckethead is. 
I did not know who a bucket really? was. Really? Yeah. But if you like when we get down to the sound portion here of the credits and you start hearing the, the Goro versus art theme and yeah. then you hear this guitar riff going mm-hmm. on, that's Buckethead playing. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah. And wh- um, why is he so, called Buckethead? Well, he wears a KFC bucket on his head. That's, that's why and he he's wears a mask. As well. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, like that, that's his, uh, that's his shtick. And, mm-hmm. But he's apparently a really good uh, guitar player. He was yes. guitar world's, he was in guitar world's list of 25 all time weirdest guitarists. And 50 fastest guitarists of all time. Did, didn't he like fill in or, or like kind of take over for Slash after the whole thing? I, th- I think it was something like that. He was supposed to be on, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, the Chinese Democracy album or something like that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe. Something like I don't that. know. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um... which never happened, by the way. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, but, well, then we start getting into um, uh, the additional fight sequences mm-hmm. that were happening, which Robin Shu is credited with being the fight choreographer for those. So, so in addition to Pat E. Johnson uh, doing the previous fight choreography, Robin Shu gets gets credit where where credit is due for those additional fight scenes of uh, Reptile and Scorpion when those came in. Okay. Um, and then we get down into the mu- like the music credits, which don't necessarily want to get go into too much detail here, especially if we're going to be talking about the soundtrack. I think we should. Yeah, I think we should definitely. Uh, do but I do want to talk about just one final song, which is the final song in the credits list that we hear on the way out, which is the uh, Utah Saints take on the theme from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Uh, which is just basically a, a, a remix, yeah. I guess, or, or, you know, just a different take on the Mortal Kombat theme, which has a lot more samples from the movie itself. So you hear uh, Sonya Blade uh, saying, you know, her line of, so what you're telling me is a bunch of people uh, on, on a leaky boat, boat can yeah. save, save the world. And he goes, exactly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, you know, Liu uh, Kang saying, I am the chosen one, those samples and all yeah, that jazz. Yeah. Um. Then, like, just f- some final little tidbits here. Something that caught my eye was near the end. There, there is a special Mortal Kombat Warriors credit. Okay. And I have not been able to find anything out about this at all, but it's just piqued my curiosity. And it's going to drive me crazy until I find out <laughs> what it is. And I'm going to have to say it later whenever okay. I do find it. That's fine. Um, but it's Mark Meese, Nick Bodidi, and Jennifer Fedesna. I I have a theory that I that these people may have maybe uh, they're notable Mortal Kombat warriors in terms of being really good at the arcade game. Maybe they won ah. turn like Mortal Kombat tournaments, and a prize was getting their names into the credits, perhaps. But that's just speculation on my part. That would actually kind of make um, sense. But yeah, I see what you're saying. I see why you could even think that. Yeah. Um, one other interesting little tidbit in here, if you look near the end of the credits, you see, uh, an, uh, a credit for auto mix clothing. Okay. That was supposed to be a, um, an advertising deal between the auto mix line of clothing and mortal Kombat, And, uh, a lot of auto mix clothing was supposed to be featured in mortal Kombat gotcha. three. However, <laughs> auto mix apparently pulled out at the last minute. Uh, for fear of backlash from from uh, consumers 
uh, for endorsing such a violent game at the time. So, however, you can still you can still spy uh, the Automix branding on a pair of Johnny Cage's pants. That's right. During animations of a fatality, I think by Shang Tsung, um, when he's when he's lifting Johnny Cage into the air to steal his soul, you'll you'll see the Automix uh, brand flash on the side of uh, of Johnny Cage's yeah. pants. <laughs> so they weren't able to take it all out. Um, Whatever. And then, of course, you know, it, it also ends with uh, a, a slight ad from Mortal Kombat Three. Played Mortal Kombat Three at arcades everywhere. Sure. Um, and also from the uh, American Humane Society, saying that hey, they did a good job. Uh, not actually squishing insects when when uh when reptile was defeated oh of course yeah no no insects were hurt in the making of this film yes yeah okay <laughs> um and then there's there's one final credit in uh just a memory credit in memory of danny westerberg for his dedication and contribution to the motion picture industry hmm. um yeah. and by the end of that i mean like that's that's the final credit but by the end of that, we had we have the all of the uh, game codes, which were a question mark, Goro, number four, question mark, Goro, and Mortal Kombat logo. Mm, okay. What does that do? I have no clue. Guess we're gonna have I, to find I, out. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to find out. Yeah, like yeah. I I haven't I I have to uh, do my own independent additional research um, to see what happens because my initial searches pulled up jack diddley oh by the way uh danny westerberg you, you mentioned uh yeah he, he is actually he, he's a driver he was a driver uh oh, okay. it, it looks like he passed away in 1995 uh and yeah he he, he drove um he he was credited as a transportation coordinator transportation captain mm. and a driver for various movies and shows yeah there you go oh, wow. so i'm guessing there was some kind of connection with probably the uh uh, director or one of the editors. Yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. Not to end it on a, on a sad note, yeah. but there you go. Now, you know, <laughs> there we are. Well, wow. Yeah. This has been a ride Spanish. That was fun. That was fun. Oh my gosh. And thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks for girls. listening. Everyone for listening. Whoever like, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. Wow. This, Whew, what are we gonna do now? Are we just gonna oh, go watch? There's more. Don't worry. There's more. Okay. I, like we mentioned, uh, we we have already interviewed Chris Casamasa. That will come out next sometime next month. Uh, so please be look uh, looking for that uh, as well as yeah. I think we're gonna move forward. I mean, in the middle, we're, we're we did a little uh, show prep in the middle of the show here. It looks like we're we should go forward with the uh, with the soundtrack. I think it's a good idea. Uh, and right. thank you, and thank then- you, Tim, for suggesting that. One of our listeners, we, we def- definitely appreciate that. Yeah, any suggestions or questions, any anything you want us to dig deeper into, uh, like pertaining to this movie, like let us know. Yeah, um, you can let us know on on our uh, website, mortalcombat.com. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Drop- Mortal Kombat Mortal, Minute. Sorry, Mortal Kombat Minute.com. God, I uh, wish Mortal Kombat.com was our, was our website. <laughs> yeah, me too. Mortal Kombat Minute.com. Yep. Sorry. No, um, but also like, it, it hit hit us up on uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook. I mean, all those links are on that website. Yep. You can even Sweet. email us like Dimitri does uh, from time to time. Uh, at Mortal Kombat Minute at gmail.com. Yep. Um, and yeah, just let us know. Uh, and then who knows what's in the future for, 
for this podcast. Oh, Spanish. We're, I mean, we're not done I, yet. We're not done yet. Don't worry. I mean, I, I hear there there's apparently a, a reboot happening. Is that uh, right? There is a reboot happening. We, I, and you know, while you're listening to this, uh, we, we did get to see the other day, uh, actual, uh, finally some, a little bit of a footage of the new movie. Uh, I, I guess we would have to, uh, do a minute by minute on that movie too in 25 years right yeah it's something like that yeah because because <laughs> this movie because mortal kombat came out in 1995 yeah, yeah. and we just we started, started in 2020 this podcast yeah. in 2020 so 25 years from today we will oh, do so, that one yeah so 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 2040 46 2045 2046 something like that, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Maybe, don't hold your breath. Do Everyone don't hold your breath for that one. <laughs> That's fine. But anyway, so there there's a preview of what's to come. Um but yeah, thanks so much for being on this ride with us. Uh for for one more time. I'm Phil. I'm Spanish. And we'll see you when we see you on the Mortal Kombat minute.